Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's 2024 and coming up in this edition of TV Black Box, the ABC under fire over its treatment of staff. A new rating system comes to Australian TV. So what have we learned after the first two days? Welcome to the podcast where people in the industry get their news. This is TV Black Box. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is TV Black Box. Bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. Well, hello, my lovelies, and welcome to a brand new year of TV Black Box. Have you missed us? Did you join us for our special episode about ratings? Well, it matters not any of it. None of it matters because we're back. And I would like to acknowledge myself, (laughs) Rob McKnight, as I welcome you to 2024. (laughs) Abby Nicholson, welcome to the podcast. You know. (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck? Such, like <laughs> such an asshole. Um, <laughs> hello everyone. Happy 2024. I'm very excited to be back. Um, I am recording tonight on Darramurra land and would like to acknowledge the elders of this land as the, as the traditional owners. Um, yes, very excited to be back. All right, David Robinson, please don't be acknowledging anyone. How are you? <laughs> Well, I'd like to acknowledge uh, Baby Bert Grizzle, and I'll tell you who that is. It's a very important person that we know about television. Um, I'm going to tell you who that is. If you think you know who it is, as you're listening to podcasts, head to our Twitter. I'm not going to say I X. Know. I refuse to. I know, but Baby Bert Grizzle. It's from Days of Our Lives, a very famous television actress, and she... I can't give you any other details. Um What's our Twitter handle? Well, uh, bloody X. Bloody no, no, X. Our, our Twitter handle is TVBB underscore podcast, isn't it, or something? Correct. So, baby, baby Bert Grizzle, Days of Our Lives, a very famous American actress who has fallen on hard times medically. Uh, I'll tell you the answer at the okay. end of the show. Well, also joining us is Malcolm. Sorry, Malk, we don't have any time for acknowledgements. We need to move on with the show, so welcome to you. <laughs> oh, enough with the acknowledgement jokes. It's Hello, Malky. <laughs> Hello, Rob. Hello, Abby. Hello, Robbo. I'd like to acknowledge that I'm on the land of the dark and jung mob tonight, and I'd like to pay respect to their elders past and present. Friends, we are back, and, like, it's not even three minutes into this shit show, and we are in all sorts of trouble. And that's how it's going to be in 2024. Shits and giggles and lots of fun, and I'll take the piss one by one. Okay, we're going to get into it, yeah, with rhyme and everything. Fuck. Someone laid down the fat beats from MC McKnight. right, because we are starting off with a doozy doozy tonight, uh, seriously, because it has been the summer of hell for the ABC as it faces the repercussions of ripping radio presenter Antoinette Latouf 
off air after just three days of a week-long fill-in stint. The ABC says the decision was made after she allegedly broke the social media policy of the public broadcaster. Now, this has led to a fair work case where the ABC has been accused of racism. Abby, where do we begin with this? Um, I have so many questions. If the ABC, the wokest place on the planet, is a racist organisation, wow, that's fascinating to me. Yeah, I think there's a few layers to it. So I guess first with the racism things, I think the ABC, it sounds like, has fallen into this trap that I think a lot of people fall into where they think that ticking boxes and hiring people of diverse backgrounds is then that's their job done. And it's not. You then actually have to make sure that those people are then looked after. And I agree with this. From Antoinette Latouf's experience and Noah Haydar and a bunch of other people who have come forward and corroborated this, it doesn't seem like that's happening. And that is a massive cause for concern. Um, I think the Antoinette Latouf thing is tricky because... Yes, they have social media standards and whatever, but if you actually look at what happened, she shared a study with no commentary by herself, shared a study that the ABC also shared. So it doesn't really make sense. If she had shared the ABC's sharing of it, would that have been an issue? Like it just... Well, well, there's another factor here. Just over the past week, we had the National Indigenous Affairs uh, reporter make a, make a political statement on air where she said always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Now, that's a political statement. The ABC Mm -hmm. has backed her, but if it's not okay for Antoinette Latouf to make a political tweet, and as you said, it was a reposting, Mm. um, then why is it okay for this reporter to be able to make a political statement? Because we need to remind everybody, when you work for the ABC, they have now enacted a very strict social media policy where you are not essentially allowed to give political opinions. They've always had that. They've always had that. No, no, but they've refined it with with Louise um, Milligan because there have been been some cases over the past few years. They have refined it and said there will be big... um, repercussions if you break that policy, Robert? Look, having worked as a journalist for the ABC, I I can tell you it's very strict. You are a journalist first and any kind of messaging second. So I agree with you that if you you can't say always was, always will be, which I agree with, uh, but you can't say that um, the same way that that Antoinette Latouf can't say what she said. She was already told, but she she, she retweeted something and you're not supposed to do that as as a journalist of the ABC, you're not supposed to do that. But are you allowed that. to retweet the ABC's articles? Yeah, of course, but you're not supposed to but do it as a journalist. she just retweeted the source. It doesn't matter. She was told already. She was told already not to do it. She did it. She was told already. Now, she has worked in commercial television, commercial radio. I don't agree with it. I, I think that to, to, to be hauled in and said, look, you can't do it, you can't do it, and then to do it again, and then you do it, and then go, oh, cry foul, rubbish. Now, I don't agree, though, that the person who said always was, always will be should also be able to do that because you are meant to be just right down the middle. That's what you're meant to be as a journalist for the ABC. You, you can't do it. So they have to pick and choose what they're doing. I, I think the challenge Drink. around this is the, the very nature of the content that Antoinette shared. I'm not saying that she... Sh- I'm going to say 
that any journalist should be able to, in their own private life, on yeah, their you, own private but you're not allowed account, to. should be able to share content around stuff that they believe in. Now, there can be repercussions Which, to that. If they choose yeah. to share, for example... But as an ABC journal, you Australian can't Nazi do it. You can't do it. That's the, that's, we, you sign yeah, up for the microphone. The you, you, you get to stand in front of a, an ABC microphone, which is an incredible um, honour... If you do that, you understand that it's very, very clear the rules that surround that. The difficulty in it is this. As you rightly pointed out, if journalist A is allowed to make ostensibly a domestic political statement around Indigenous rights within our country, why then can Antoinette not share, not even make a comment on, share an article that speaks about about Palestinian rules? Uh, but it, but the the thing the thing is that it, it I keep coming back to she didn't even share an article she shared a study that the ABC itself yes. also However, shared. However, she was told not to. But that, is she allowed to say that the sky is blue because, like, sometimes no 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 because sometimes the blue the sky is not blue and I, I you're going to use that as an example and purple. so I'll, I'll pull that apart I'll pull that apart that's exactly right um, so at the ABC you ask? have to say. That there are that, that there are different versions of the sky. Um, but the so, ABC itself, my that was a bad example. I was just the the ABC itself shared this study. That's up to so the ABC though, as an individual. Well, as an individual journalist, she was already pulled in and said, "You can't do it." She then went, "I'm going to do it." Uh, I think. Well, then you can't do it. I think there's a couple of things at play here. I think someone hired her, and ultimately, upper management didn't like this hiring. Now that happens. Really? In the, yeah, I do. And she was also lobbied to be. She was also lobbied to be fired, which we all came out in WhatsApp messages. So, my feeling is that, and Abby, I'm going to take you up on that point you just raised in a moment. Hmm. She's a freelancer filling in for a week, hired by a manager. I think there were upper management who went, "What the hell are you doing? This person." has a rich history of being very political on social media. She's not a fit for the ABC. Or maybe someone just didn't like her. And you know what? That is okay. You can be pulled off air as a freelancer after three days. My only issue is as long as she got paid for the week that she was promised. She was only filling in for a week. How this, how this becomes a fair work issue, I'm intrigued to watch this case and find out. Because as far as I'm concerned, I'm working for Channel 7. I'm freelancing right now. If they turn around and say to me, Rob, we're finished up next week. We don't need you. That is the way it goes, right? That is is the world of a freelancer. Mm. Uh, You know, again, I would hope they would pay me until the end of the week, right? So that's what I don't understand about the whole fair work thing. What has then come to light is this whole racism claim that she's done which i find very intriguing so there's a couple of issues one she got taken off air whoever didn't like her for whatever reason you're allowed to do that when you're in editorial control of something right you you might hear someone on air for a couple of days and go oh she doesn't sound well no i'm not saying this is the case with antoinette i'm just saying that someone has made the decision to pull her off air that is legitimate and that is okay now as far as the lobbying People lobby the ABC all the time. J- 
Just because they've mm. been lobbied does not mm-hmm. mean, just because these Jewish lawyers have lobbied the ABC, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ab, I don't think I've seen in any of those WhatsApp messages that it was specifically about her, but maybe it was. It was specifically about her, and the biggest issue I had with that is that the lobbyists were told before she was that she was being sacked. So in the messages they oh, said... Oh, but that's media. That's media, but though. That's not, You're always the last right. to know when it's you, and it's that's not media. right. You, it's you, not you, right. That you read that the newspaper. It, that doesn't make it right, and when it's, yeah. part no. of a wider, when it's part of a wider issue, as we've said and has, as has been corroborated of racism within the ABC, then I, I do think that's a problem. Oh, I and I do think oh, I do think the ABC not standing oh, behind its presenters is an issue. I don't think it's a racism issue within the ABC. But it's been corroborated by I a lot of other people. I, 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 I worked there. I don't think that's true. Well, you haven't experienced racism, obviously, but a I lot of these other people that, said that they you, have. But you haven't worked there. I, I don't think that this place is risk-averse. It, it is... It, the ABC is risk averse for a good reason. It will it will go against anything that they thinks will cause an issue. It is never it is never going to be accused of being a racist organisation. Well, I, I can't believe thing. it. Here's the thing. But, but it has been I, by I, a lot I, I of don't people. It. But a lot of, not a lot of people. Let, let me jump in here. Two who's who's suing on? the person. Is this thing on? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, here's the thing, Robbo. When she first brought up the racism thing, I thought. Oh, come on. It's part of a fair work claim. You're just trying to... You're grasping at straws to try and win, right? That, I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah. That's what I thought. But then when you had a... Uh, sorry. Was it a political oh, editor racist. in Canberra who... No, I hate Yes, her. thank you. Who resigned, backing up those claims, I suddenly started going, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> and, you know, that people protested they had a staff meeting where they're calling for david anderson to be sacked the board have come and um stood behind him and i i was a bit yeah. shocked that they were calling for his sacking because from everything i've seen externally and i don't know david anderson personally but i have thought he has been a big champion for the abc but i come back to the initial thing i said on twitter which was that if her it. claims about racism are correct what kind of future does the ABC have? I mean, it, it is almost to me that if her claims are proven to be true, you have to shut the ABC because it has failed in its editorial and I don't and agree with that. Actual I just human think it resources needs policy. Well, well, how, where does that leave it? If the ABC is a racist place to work for and it's meant to be setting the example and on the surface you said it's ticking boxes and, you know, like they're, 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 they're turning their back on anything male-skewed sport-wise to cover female-skewed. Like they're, they're literally... I've heard reports and seriously I've spoken to people where they're not covering mainstream sport like mainstream soccer because it has to be about female-skewing oh, sports. I think we're a little bit off the topic here. I understand what you're trying to suggest, but we're not talking about women. Oh, you know, don't drop me, don't stop me from dropping these nuggets that you, listeners are going to be interested in that's going on at the ABC, Mulk. Yeah, yeah, but the, you, you, the, the dog whistles are running loud <laughs> and long, Rob. Um, the, I think the difficulty in this is that it is the content particularly to which Antoinette the study was about that Antoinette shared. I, I don't think it was based about that. On the criticism of the... Mate, I can absolutely no, guarantee I, you that it is oh, okay. because because the, the ABC have copped criticism from literally both sides. <laughs> what I mean Israel is I don't think that's why she was taken off here. I think it was an excuse. 
That could be allegedly the case. However, the challenge is this. This is what will come out in the fair work conversation if we get to hear it, because very likely it will all be sealed and confidential before it gets sorted out. Well, the ABC Um, have put up a defence, which I read a report that a lawyer doesn't think their revised defence will stack up and because the ABC is trying to squash it. And they reworded it's not sure. a termination because she wasn't fully employed by the ABC. So I think there's a lot to go through that on a legal level. Yes, Robbo. At the end of the day, though, Rob, I think you touched on this. From an editorial level, from an editorial sense, you can go, maybe she wasn't rating, maybe she wasn't well, connecting. You, you wouldn't know her ratings well, because you don't get radio ratings over I, summer. I, I, but, I understand but that, but you can, you can get, it, you, you can get an idea. But you it's the people in charge of the ABC. We don't like her. What, for They're whatever correct. reason, right? Whether but it's her views or whatever. Correct. The, the, the edit, editors at the ABC, the, the managers are allowed to say, who put her on the air? We don't like her. Now, again, correct. I'm not saying this is what happened. And I no. am not bearing any... I like Antoinette, to be honest. Um, I, I, I just think it's... I think from the fair work... I think from the fair work position, it's interesting that she can claim mm. unfair dismissal when she was a freelancer for a week. I, I think that's the thing that confuses me most of all about this. I think it's more the... I think, I think it's more the principle of it and I think it's part of the wider context... Okay. of what everyone else at the ABC is now saying. Well, look, it's going to be interesting to follow this one. And we, of course, will keep you updated at tvblackbox.com.au. I hope so. Where people in the industry get their news. Now, look, as we record this episode, we are two days into the new Voz rating system. Now, for a full explanation, please go back and listen to the episode that was recorded over the weekend. But... It can. It, it has everything except Mulk was wrong about one thing. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> because I we just leave wow. it. We leave it at topics. We move on from topics. <laughs> so you had a whole podcast. We move on from that. Mulk, you know I love you, but anytime I can take the piss out of you, I will. Um, oh. Now, Mulk, what have we learned over the last two days? Everybody won everything. Um, not entirely, except <laughs> Gladiators on 10. Oh. Even, on, even uh. with the reach figure, it still did terribly. Look, it, it, the, <laughs> the public reports that Voz uh, are, are giving us every day contain a whole bunch of new data and ratings nerds like me are missing a whole bunch of the other data that they no longer give us. However, it would have to be severely updated to match blah 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 what what we are learning is that obviously the reach number is a massive figure because it's only the total number of unique one minute views plus 15 second bvod views minimum one minute views sure but they don't count you rob if you stay for 25 minutes they only count you for the one minute that you then started watching from yeah because you're in a you're a unique uh viewer sure the national average is obviously up compared to the five city metro and even national numbers that we were looking at because there's the introduction of both the BVOD into that figure and this new rest of Australia number, which adds in to give us higher figures. I, I don't understand, Mog. Sure. Why they are releasing the national average. I th- feel that goes against everything they're trying to accomplish here because basically people like me and maybe you, I, I don't know, um, we'll go and have a look at that national average because it's the kind of figure we're used to, right? So even mm-hmm. if it's up because they're including 
Darwin and there's another place. Sorry, oh, Mount I've Isa and Aubrey and Griffith and all, like the rest right. of the nation is now included in that yeah. rest of Australia metric. Yeah, so they're including that in their national average. I don't understand why you would release that when you want to make the story all about reach. I have actually jumped on board with this reach figure because having worked in radio now, radio uses reach and I think it's a fair, you know, radio uses reach, why shouldn't TV? I think TV's been underselling itself for 60 years. I understand what you're saying, Rob. However, I'm going to actually really disagree. I think that apart from breakfast television, which we talked about this a little more at length on on the Mm. ratings podcast, apart from Brecky TV, which actually reflects a kind of reach view as to how people watch the show, the programmers and and networks and certainly production companies want to know, and in fact, I'm going to tell you, all of the stuff that I have seen, apart from the fact that they're reporting reach, if they didn't care about the national audience... Average, they wouldn't be reporting it. And they are reporting it side by side. The reach number for me But is it just seems hollow. to go against what Voz is about, mate. But no, no. Voz is about total audience measurement. That's what they're talking yes, about. But, but they've made this big song and dance about reach because we want to give a true indication of how many Australians are watching. Like, I was actually intrigued about the... Um, 13 million figure. 13 million Australians watch television. Oh, I think that the overall numbers that they're giving us like that are bullshit and unhelpful to everybody. Just saying that this many people watched a minute of television, who gives a flying fuck? I want to know what they watch. It means people are turning on TV or going to BVOD services. I think that's Yeah, but I want to know what they watched, Rob. I don't care that somebody tuned in for a minute of Bold and Beautiful. I want to know what they watched. Right? That's the difference. I'm not talking about you here, Mulk. I'm talking about the TV industry and what the figure they're trying to get. Why do ratings uh, pass exist, off Rob? to people? Like, let's really and quickly cut to the chase. Ratings exist for advertisers. Advertisers want correct. to know who watched what when. They don't uh, care. Advertisers want to know reach as well. Yeah, but they don't care that there was like 13 million people watched TV yesterday. Who cares? Who cares? They because want the to know. The industry's trying to sell itself. You know, newspapers, the Daily Telegraph will trumpet the fact it's got 300,000 readers, and, you know, that includes free newspapers and all that kind of sure. stuff. And I'm not having a go you at the telly. I'm compare. using that. And, and that's not even a real figure. I made that figure up, right? But you cannot but compare radio saying, to print to digital to television. They are four I understand different that, mediums. But what I'm saying that the industry is trying to sell itself as a bigger picture to advertisers. That's why that 13 million figure is important but what i'm saying is that if the industry really believes that reach is the way to go then they're doing themselves a disservice by also publishing the national average figure yeah i love it i'm intrigued to see it i want to see it but if i was making the decision as the head of voz or the networks i would be saying get that column off that chart now you would see you would see even less interest in the ratings than there are now and there are little interest in the ratings at least from a public point of view because we can't tell. Like, great that 4.4 million people tune people in to People every day are still asking me, how did deal or no deal do, and all that kind of stuff. Sure, but people they don't care not, about the reach. They want to know how many people watch the whole half hour of the show. Yeah, but here's the thing, Mulk. It, it, it may have a bigger reach on a Monday, but we can still compare on the Tuesday to how that show goes. Mate, you can compare the national average audience from Monday to Tuesday to see how that program goes. It is the same thing. Numbers to numbers where they're the same reporting yes. co- metric. I, I think totally we're arguing works. the same thing, my friend, because what I'm saying is that I care about that number, but if I'm the person trying to sell a story to the public or to journalists and all that kind of stuff, I would not be allowing that national average column to 
to be reported. No, That's all that, I'm saying. As, as, as Kevin rightly pointed out in our conversation, because the nation, that reaches a national number too. It's not just a, you know this market, that market. It's the entire mm. country reach. He I, lives I'm in saying, a regional area. I live in a metro market. We're going to see different ads. So the advertisers, yes. the reach doesn't reflect that 4 I'm million not, people saw my ad. <laughs> but I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm talking about from the PR point of view. Abby, I know you've been wanting to jump in. What did you want to say? I just have a question as someone who knows nothing about this. Do Will we continue to get both of those figures? Right now. The Ooh, average and the, the reach. The report. Because I really like that. Like, I, I like knowing... Both. Yeah. I see they both have different value. And as long as we still get them both, I don't think there's any issue with adding in this reach number. I, like, I, I see the value in both of them. And I, yeah, as long as we can still get them both. Because my, my only concern about it was how do we then compare shows oh, to previous years? Comparing to previous years is now impossible. Uh, short of... But if we're still getting that no, number, No, because even the right. national average... Now, now look, oh, has we the are still... Added in? Um, the, the networks internally are still getting their reports at 8.58, so they can still see the mm. five-cap city and the national audience as mm -hmm. it, as but it once was. But if they release that data, can we compare it to previous Correct. Years? Yeah, okay. So, they, so we're basically to, just starting unlikely again. Unlikely to, yeah. because it is heaps smaller than even the national yeah, yeah, audience average that they're getting, let alone yeah. the reach, which is mm. just amplified through the roof. Look, I'm yeah. fine to report mm -hmm. both. I'm, I'm including them in the TV Black Box ratings report every day. Whenever I'm going to be talking yeah, I know. with anyone about it, I'm going to be talking national audience average because And that's my point, Bob. That's the only point I'm making, that if they, took away, if they took away that national, re, that national average, then you would only be ratings. able to report reach. If they, if they took away the national audience average in BVOD and only reported reach, I'd give up. There's no point talking about okay. anyone anything. Well, that's worth knowing. Who cares? Bloz, Doz, Bloz, Diz, doesn't matter because we've got a very special podcast on our TV Black Box channel about all of this. If you've fallen asleep as well, so have I, Jesus but don't worry. You're waking up because we're back on the topics. What have we got next, Rob? Well, I think that's very uh, disingenuous to our listeners, Robbo, who I'm like these conversations. I'm back in three, <laughs> two... All right, moving on, and we'll do some quickies here because while everyone was on a break over summer, TV Black Box kept breaking stories, which have since been confirmed. For example, Adam Hegarty and Dimity Clancy have been confirmed as joining 60 Minutes in 2024. You would have read that first. Well done. On TV Black Box. Tracy Grimshaw has been confirmed as co-host of the new series, Do You Want to Live Forever? Again, first broken on TV Black Box by the one and only Kevin Rudd. That's Both Kevin stories Rudd. were broken on our site, later confirmed by nine. Um, Robbo, your <laughs> thoughts about the new 60 Minutes team? Kevin Rudd is the newest TV Black, Black Box, Box contributor. Did he really say Kevin Rudd? Did I say yes. Kevin Rudd? <laughs> you absolutely have to keep that in. <laughs> I spat my soda water everywhere for that. This that is right fantastic. now, friends. I wish that this episode was being published oh, in video because what I just oh. saw from both Abby and Robbo was amazing. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in, Ab, please. Uh, Ab, leave that in, and I'll just make it clear that we're talking about Kevin Perry and not Kevin oh, Rudd. Jesus. Um, although Abby oh, claims she's not editing this episode. Um, Robbo, what do you think about uh, the uh, Adam Hegarty and Jimmy Clancy? Well, um, I, I think fantastic. Two great journalists. Do you know who they are? 
well. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I think I think they're fantastic and I think they're wonderful. No, no. Um, I think they're great. You know what? It, it's difficult, I think, for the generation of, I, I think, Malk and Rob in our generation that when you were a 60 Minutes reporter, you were something re- – it was, it was a huge thing, right? Yeah, and I, 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 I agree don't with take this. It, I don't take away from – the new reporters. I, I don't at all. And I think it's wonderful. And if I ever got that, that, you know, it would be amazing. I just come from a place where it's like celebrity and it's big. We don't live in that world anymore. That's okay. I think that's fine. Um, can I go to Tracy Grimshaw's show? Please do. I'm going to say to you, what a bloody waste. I want to see this woman interviewing people. I don't want to see her on this kind of uh, lame kind of, you know, medical Wellness. show. I don't care. What a waste. I want to see Tracy sit down with previous leaders, with big celebrities, with all of the, that's, I, I think it's a waste for Tracy. Mm. Uh, I love Tracy. Well, you might remember at the upfronts last year, Robbo, I did get told that there was a possibility we might get that kind of show. It wasn't locked in but they were talking to her about doing this show and something else which was interview based but apparently from what i'm hearing tracy is very involved in this show she's not just doing a vo she's very involved there are questions why she wasn't at the launch in melbourne um you know it it, i'm not going to go into that because i haven't dug deep enough but um but apparently she's very wasting our tracy Aren't we wasting our Tracy on these kind of shows? Yeah, but if she does this, this in an one interview one for them, show, one for us. You might get your interview show. That's what I'm saying. I hope so, because I just think she's fantastic. Right. Well, these were and meant to be quickies anyway. Herself. These were meant oh, to sorry. be quickies, so... Um, sorry. Anyway. You can't so, do Tracy quickly. I'll tell you right now. All right. Coming up, Kim Williams to take over from Ida Buttrose as the chair of the ABC. Yes, we're talking ABC, still some more. And we have a mega binge box covering the shows we've been watching over summer. We are limiting milk to (laughs) 20,000. Good luck, mate. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ida Buttrose's successor at the ABC has been announced as media executive Kim Williams. He will take over as chair when Ida's term comes to an end in March, describing the role as the hardest job in media. Williams has been the head of a range of prominent organisations, including News Limited, where he served as CEO for almost two years, as well as Foxtel and Southern Star Entertainment, now known as Endemol. Malk. Rob, I think this is a good pick. I really struggled to come up with a better option. Uh, And I think that Kim Williams will do a phenomenal job as chair. I think that um, Mr. Williams comes with uh, an excellent pedigree as far as as the Australian media industry itself. Um, There will obviously be critics inside and outside the ABC as to whether or not someone who formerly worked for Rupert Murdoch should be anywhere near the ABC. I, I think we are. I think it that's has to biased be, bullshit. I think it has to be well beyond that. I think it's not like he's just come from editing the Australian, right? 
Kim Williams has been doing a whole bunch of stuff in the broader Australian media situation. And I think that in itself gives him credibility to step in behind Mm. Ida when she steps out of the role. Uh, and I who has my... done an amazing job, yes. I believe, and, and... Uh, during a very tough time. I mean, I don't know many other chairs that have um, that when the ABC got raided by the AFP would have stood up against the government of the day who employed her. Mm. Remember, she was Scott Morrison's captain's pick yep. and said this is outrageous and she took the government to task for allowing this to happen. Full credit to Um, Ida. She understands what the ABC is and how it's meant to function. And I think that Mr. Williams will do exactly the same thing. My question Mm. right at the top, though, still stands. Hypothetically, if the seat was still open, who would you get into the chair? Who would you make the chair of the ABC, Robbo? Well, I, look, they asked. I said sure. no. Okay, I, uh, the chair wasn't <laughs> yeah. comfortable enough. Yeah, I, I had a bit. I had a bit on. Um, I can tell you, the, the, the chair's is, though, office is quite nice, though. Yeah, it is. Sure is. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're all we're all in the know. Um, no, you're always going to get a right-leaning government pick up a left-wing person who is on the left, and I'm not saying Ida was left at all. I, I think she was centrist. I think she was great. But, uh, but she's not right either, no, though. And you'd never. So what? 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 Labor is doing a very leftist government is picking someone who is clearly on the right. They're obviously trying to placate the the news corp media as well by having him there. Um, I, th- I think it's well, a nice. I, I, I think it's a nice. I think he's going. I to think do it's that. a nice addition. I understand that, but you're never going to get another ITA leaning person. By um, a Labor government, I think it's fantastic. Also, can I just say one Kim second? Williams. Sorry, it's, it feels like it feels like you're cutting in halfway through my sentence. I, I, I just wanted I, to I, pick I up on something because you can continue in a moment. But I oh, don't you, think Doc. Kim Williams. I, I've got to say, Robbo, I don't think Kim Williams ended quite well at News Corp. He was starting a digital revolution, which a lot of the editors didn't like, and he ultimately was ousted by News Corp. So I don't Which I understand, but you still have a flavour of that, though, right? So you still have a flavour of mm. that. So I can see why the Albanese government has chosen him to be the next chair. Can I say one thing? I adore that woman. I, I, I absolutely I adore. I mean, I've never been in her chair's office, but <laughs> I adore that woman. I think she's done great work for all media. And what, what a way, though... Um, and I'm not saying she's ending her media career, but what a way to go out to be in charge of yeah. such a venerable institution like the ABC. I, I, I am incredibly proud of her. I'm incredibly proud that I got to work with her, as are, as are you, Rob. I, I know that you, no, you adore her as well. I thought we both... she was a pain in the ass, and I couldn't wait to see the baby. Oh, you don't no, believe that. You don't believe that. <laughs> we adore her. And I think, I, and you're I right. I speak very you, highly you of want... Ita. You want someone powerful like that to be in charge of an institution that's always going to be fired upon, which it was in her tenure. And she's done five Wow. Like, well done. I think Kim Williams great. Let's, let's see what he can do. What was interesting about Ita as the chair is that the chair doesn't have editorial decisions over correct. the ABC, right? Oh, my God, but correct. Every time uh, a newspaper did an article about something on the I editorial know. front, they ran a picture of Ita. And you know why? Because I heard... That when Easy they target. ran a picture of Ita, they got more clicks yeah. than if they didn't. I'd click her, and she knows that, and I told her to her face. I would, though. I would. I, I, that's not you a joke. For her team. She'd get that joke. Anyway. No, no, but she, the amount of times that she said on the show, oh, Robbo, and he's so Robbo, and he's so lovely, and he's so wonderful. I mean, yeah, I, I'd click her any day. Yeah. But, mate, that show you're talking about is in the 
annals of history. Annals? Is that annals, not right? Weirdly, weirdly. Annals, annals. But weirdly, weirdly, um, I was off that show for four years. I then went on the show, and then soon after it was cancelled. Uh, so, uh, wonderful. I, I'm, I'm a really great, uh, great thing for the show. So. Um, all right. Uh, Kim Williams, I think, gets the thumbs up from TV Black Box. Kim, looking forward to having you on the show. Oh, God, to please talk make it about oh, yeah. these topics of the week. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, we need to allow a bit of time oh, yeah, for yeah. the TV Binge Box because it's been a, a long summer of loving. And I would like to start us off because I, um, I became aware of a show that was getting a bit of buzz within the um, TV industry, and it's called Lessons in Chemistry on Apple TV+. Plus. Now, I've since recommended this show on radio, and the people who have listened to that and watched it have rung in the following week saying they were addicted to it. It is one of the best shows you will see this year or probably in the next five years. Lessons in Chemistry stars Brie Larson. It is about a 1950s TV presenter who does cooking, but it's so much more than that. It goes off in these whole um, tangents that you can't predict. Each episode is very different. I think it's about eight episodes. And seriously, this is the show that you must watch. You know I don't give many recommendations uh, for shows. I'll tell you what I'm watching, Mm -hmm. but I don't say you should watch this show because usually, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm watching Superstore, which I or, or... Big Bang Theory. Uh, uh, Big Bang Theory. And I, but I'm watching a bit of Superstore at the moment. Um, but honestly, oh, side note. You know how I always complain that if I put um, Big Bang Theory on Netflix, it will stop after a few episodes? No one watches it? Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's not funny? No. Stan doesn't do that. <laughs> Stan will keep playing it all night, which keeps Robbie asleep and very happy. So Pencil loves can, it. I think you can change that in your settings. No, not with Rob not loving Netflix. <laughs> no, no, I, I think Netflix does it because it costs them money every time you keep watching. Where they ask, like, are you still oh, Yeah. Really? Yeah, because it's, <gasps> it does. Yeah, so basically if you're watching Netflix while you're sleeping, because, you know, I like a bit mm. of noise while I'm sleeping. Um, That's what Amanda says. Netflix it, it essentially costs them money to play it off the server. This is why they're getting rid of all the old shows, you know, old movies and stuff. They still have licensing for, but they're actually removing them from their streaming services because it's actually uh, a loss. It's losing the money. Sorry, sorry. I want to hear a multinational being money hungry. (laughs) I won't hear it. Because, like, remember, oh, my catchphrase from last season, Amazon can go fuck itself. Well, now Netflix can go fuck itself. It's my new season's catchphrase. Well, it's really taking Dan, off too, Robbo. Dan Barrett um, posted today in his newsletter that Amazon Prime Video is introducing an ad tier like Disney Plus and Netflix have. Yep. But um, basically, you will automatically be on the ad tier before you upgrade to um, the non-ad tier. Oh, it's yeah. like an extra three bucks or something like that. Um, I love Amazon Prime Video because I like the content. But I also love, I've now become addicted to shopping through the Amazon app mm-hmm. because it's, because I'm a member of Prime. Because is this I an ad for Amazon? Uh, well, I'm just telling you, I, I'm just, you know, this isn't paid for. I'm just telling you my own <laughs> personal experiences. What I like about it is because I'm a Prime member, because I subscribe to the streaming service, um, 
using the Amazon app, I get free. It sounds like a I get free delivery. I know it sounds like that. Potential advertisers, see how no, no. Potential advertisers, see how easily I can integrate advertising into the podcast. If anyone actually wanted to pay us, but you get free shipping, and usually it's within twenty four hours. Amazon Prime Video, great content creator. Thank you very much. Um, do we want to do one each and move around and come back, or should I just? I, I'm only doing a couple. I don't want to just do, do a multi. Just do them, I reckon. Um, I, 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 I watched 20. Boy Swallows Universe on Netflix. I've only watched one episode so far. <gasps> I think I want to watch that. Yeah, I, I've only watched one, but because oh, I'm watching Netflix. that with the family, so in between coming from the Gold Coast down to Sydney, it's limited time. That's going to get. But I love it. For your I think kids. it's. Oh. Oh, is it? You travel, do you, bro? Like, there, That's my oldest daughter, my 17-year-old. Oh, that'll be all right. Okay. Um, so loving that. And um, <laughs> and as I mentioned, I'm watching, Super that, I'm watching Superstore. And the big one to watch out for, which oh. I haven't watched yet, is um, the show that's coming to Seven, which has done huge business in the UK, which is about what, the post the office. Of it, Mr. What's Mr. The Brown of it? versus the post <laughs> office or something like that. <laughs> Oh, that, that show that's great. That's it's on. It's in Britain. Um, you know it's, it's, uh, I know. It's, uh, what's the show? Mr. It's Bates. one of those things where I started <laughs> saying the Bates words before I knew where I was going. Office. Oh no, this is about the the post office. Yeah, board. yeah, yeah. Uh, Seven yeah. got that in February, which I think could be really, really huge. All right, Robo, what have you been watching? So up until a couple of days ago, I hadn't watched anything because you know that. Um, but yeah. I've been watching. Okay, a couple of things. Ted, love. Oh! Ted on I love really? it I love it I love it I love it, love it. Robert, can I tell you I got the first five episodes as a preview of Ted right and yeah. episodes one two and three were fully completed but episodes yeah. four and five were works in progress right and so I got to see before they'd done all the CGI with Ted so some of it included rough animatics. Others included uh-huh. a, a stagehand holding a teddy bear for reference points. Yeah. And it was so fascinating to see that and then see the final version of that when they'd done all the CGI. The effects work on that show is so brilliant. You'd honestly think it's a robot teddy bear or something like that, but it's all CGI. The actors played well with it. And I really wish I was able to have some recordings of that because People who watch t- listen to TV Black Box would have loved to have seen th- the way this show was put together in the editing process. But sorry, go on, mate. Correct, though. Um, but people, I mean, I'm not old enough, but Teddy Ruxpin. Oh, wow. Teddy Ruxpin was a teddy bear that, yeah, yeah I knew you'd get that. I had a Teddy Ruxpin um, you, where you put a cassette tape in its back and it would it would talk. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't know that. I, I'm too, uh, too, you're too young for that. Um, I thought Ted is great. I really love it. Very You know naughty. what? It's great to see... Very naughty, but it's great to see. It's great to see Tina Fey's mum also getting work um, as the mum in. Ted. Is that Tina Fey's I, I think mum? She's no, I made that up. But oh. if you look at her, it's, it's got the. It's got the same. I believed you. Amazing. <laughs> no, but she. I. I think she is absolutely lovely. You know what Ted gets though? It, it gets this fine line between smutty humour and a little bit of lovely, you know, good feeling. And, and that's what it's getting at the moment. And I'm loving it. I, I adore it. Um, the other thing I'm watching, forget about it. Don't even talk to me about it. I love it. <sighs> Total Control. Oh. It is the best oh, drama no. that Australia is producing over the last couple of years. It is fantastic. Season three at the final moment. Final season. Where I, I'm, I'm, final season, which makes me sad. Uh, Abby and I had a little uh, talk off here about this. 
when you've got a final season, it is such a well-produced show. They get to shoot in a lot of the locations where you need to. It is absolutely fantastic. Deborah Mailman, Rachel Griffiths, everyone in that cast, spot mm-hmm. on. Another cast mm-hmm. that's spot on. Oh, my God, look at him. He really does watch TV if you let him go. Um, the other, the other uh, cast that is spot on is young Sheldon. I know I'm a bit late to this. I'm, I know I'm late to it. I know I'm late to it. You're not just late to I it. You're wrong. Nine... You know what links very well into the Big Bang Theory. I think that young Sheldon is cast beautifully. I adore these people. I have watched nine episodes back-to-back last night. I adore it. I think it's a great show. Um, Also another show that's in its final season. Jeepers Creepers. Who knew that TV was so good? I thought TikTok was where to be, but it's actually television. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, David Robinson. what have you been watching? It's where um, people in the industry. Oh, sorry, Abby. Yep. No. no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you know what? I'm going to change so the sorry, tagline. It's where people in the industry get their views, not their news. Oh, views and they... news. No, views. their views. So their opinions. Anyway. As well oh. as Abby, what have you been like. watching? <laughs> um, I have watched a lot because Go, I finally finished Lost. Yes. Finally finished oh. Lost. Which, for like six months of my life, I didn't watch anything else other than Lost. So now that that's finished, I've been able to move on to the rest of my list. Um, loved Lost. Final episode was amazing. Final scene I've watched about 12 times and it just oh, makes me fucked. sob every so single good. time. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. So good. Um, I also feel a little smug about the whole thing because um, <laughs> the creator of Lost came out just before I finished watching it and I didn't read it until after. But he came out and said that a lot of people, well, the majority of people misinterpreted the original series and that they were actually all wrong. And he explained what actually happened. And yes. I had it like bang on perfect. So I was no, really a little, very little proud of, of myself you about did, yeah. that. You did, you did. I agree with you. Made me feel very right. smart. Yep. Um, but yes, loved Lost, so good. Um, and then so they were dead I the finished, whole time. Yeah. No, joking, 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 joking. Wow. <laughs> um, once I finished so, that, joking. I was then able to go back and catch up on everything else. So I caught up on Only Murders in the Building. Um, finally watched the second half of The Last of Us, which I only watched the first half Aww. when it came out. So finally finished that. Watched the second half of Heartbreak mm. High, which loved the second Aww. half. was so Like, I liked the first half, but the second half yeah, was good, so much better than the first timing, half. And good timing, Abby, because yeah. just this week, um, Netflix have come out with the air date for the second Ooh, season of Heartbreak High. Um, <gasps> April 11 Exciting. is when we're going to get season Exciting. two. Oh. Yeah, I so really good. loved it. Really, really yep. good. Um, I started watching season two of And Just Like That, but I gave up because it's really bad. Um, like, the first oh. season also was not very good, but I stuck with it. I was like, Sex and the City I loved so much growing up, and it's such a character-driven show that, I was able yep. to deal with the reboot not being very sure. good because I cared about the characters so much. And even though the show itself wasn't good, I just like felt like I knew them and wanted to know what they were doing. But then I was watching the second series and in the second episode, I was like, actually, this is a chore. Yeah, like I horrible. can't do it's this. Horrible. It's really bad. Is it because one character is missing? Because a lot of people say Samantha is um, the key or no? Just, I don't mind that much. Samantha was always my least favourite anyway because she was just a bit intense uh, for me. But I, yeah, I do fair, understand fair, why fair. people would miss her because it, the dynamic is about the four of them together. But I, I don't even think it's that. It's all these other characters that they've brought into it that are really annoying 
and uh, the story is yeah, but... just going it's it's just not good um which is a shame but so i gave up on that um of course started maths last yes. night which was really good my favorite couple ever are on this season i think i'm hoping that they don't are you turn into it and Olivia and jackson and disappoint me <laughs> um yeah cassandra yeah. and tristan love of course them. they're gonna of course they're gonna turn into what you not want them to no, be no, no, they can't they can't they're so lovely like cassandra's <laughs> oh, no, okay. had such a heart like her boyfriend died and then her mom so died. oh my god it was just oh, for fuck's and, you know that i cry at that yeah, stuff okay so whatever much, I'm, I'm gonna watch it so much I'm watching it. I'm watching it. Fine, whatever. And if anyone hurts her, if anyone hurts her, I will personally come for them. Um, (laughs) So very excited to keep watching that. And my final one, which is my most exciting one, is the pro shot of Waitress, which is my favorite musical in the entire, entire, entire world. Um, We will watch it together, Robbo. Don't worry. I've already watched it like six times and I will continue to watch it. Um, It's it's just so good. It's okay. I've been waiting for this. No, 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 no. Sure. Oh, I no, made, no. I made he's goading you. No, he's No, I made him. No, she it. made me I watch made it him. and yeah. it's beautiful. Can I be yeah, Robbo, I watched it with her. It is. Me and neither. I love I love I've heard it musicals. Shit. Oh shut up. I love musicals. So for me to say this is my number it's one big. musical of all time is huge. It is amazing. I saw it eight times on Broadway because I was just like, I need to keep going and see this musical. But waiting for the recording of it forever. Sarah Bareilles is like the most talented human being. She wrote all the music for it, and she also oh, she's is the main in character. She was in, in that, this that, one. Yeah. the the thank Girls you Five so Ever. much. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is like one of the most incredible people in the entire world. Um, it's on Amazon in the US. You can rent it or buy it. It's not available internationally yet, but if you use a VPN and you know someone with a US credit card, then you can wow. buy it. That way. Hey girl. Hey girl. And that's what I would highly recommend doing because oh, it'll change your bloody life. It's so, hey, if I, hold on. Sorry. If I mentioned Thirty Rock, I think Thirty Rock is fantastic. <laughs> I think. Oh, sorry. You know, sorry, Mark. Your turn. Yeah, no. There was an article written about our derision of Thirty Rock, but anyway, um, Mark, I'm gonna here's, I'm gonna do something different with you. Sure. I'm going to give you eight minutes to just go for Cut your life. Oh. Eight minutes to just tell us everything. <laughs> Because that'll round us to Is about that, an no, hour. No. So, Malk, your time starts now. I want to echo some of the shows that, that my learned peers have already watched and talked <laughs> well, see, about. He, he um, doesn't question. He doesn't Total Control, yeah. phenomenal Australian drama. Oh. Performances by the entire yep. cast. Just so stunning. Good. That's on the ABC. There's only four, three episodes left. Uh, this Sunday. All of it is on Aww. ABC iView, so you can catch up on that. Get ready. Um, I am knees deep in Merit at First Sight and oh. Australian Survivor. Oh. The former <laughs> is... Oh. I, I just was wondering how they could go bigger than they have in the past. They've done it. It's amazing. The New York Times called last year's Survivor one episode oh, the best episode yes. of television for 2023. They are 800% correct. Australian Survivor... It kills me that those two shows oh. are on at the same time every year. Absolutely. Like it actually that's kills why me. we have catch-up. Um, but And that's what I think we're going to see in a week's a time. Hours. The catch-up <laughs> figures for Australian Survivor will go mm. through the roof. Um, because the yeah. BVOD figures... You boss, you boss, you does, you cause. So yeah, both yeah, of yeah. those are phenomenal and I, I entirely recommend them to people. The first episode of the three-part doco series Nemesis aired this week on the ABC. <gasps> Abbott, Turnbull, Morrison years in government in the amazing, same way that Killing Field was about the Rudd-Gillard-Rudd era oh. of the Labor government. 
Holy merciful batshit. It is incredible. The information and Amazing. conversation they're getting oh out my of God. past and current members of parliament is incredible. I thought it was really Brilliant. interesting. At the top of the first episode, all about Tony Abbott, they put up a slide that said Tony Abbott remains the only former or yeah, sitting correct. prime minister to not sit down and be interviewed by the ABC about their time as prime wow. minister. Wow. Get over he yourself. Has some issues, friends. And you see it play out in, you know, uh, Nemesis. Stunning television. Well done to all uh, involved in that. Love it. Um, ABC knows how to do it. hell do, let me tell you. Boy Swallows Universe on Netflix um, is a phenomenal tale, extremely well told. Um, a, a great book by Trent Dalton, really well translated to TV on Netflix. <gasps> Definitely worth hanging in for the entire series. It did make me think, though, that you now, in the modern era, cannot have an Australian drama unless you have one of these people. Brian Brown, Travis Fimmel, Kate Box, Deborah Mailman. Um, oh, shit, there was someone else. There's like six or seven people. They're all in this series. Agree. All of them. Um, but it's just that kind of like Beautiful. you know how it used to be Ashaketi and you know this person and this person and now it's like well now this is these are the people. Um, Boys Swallows <laughs> Universe on Netflix, excellent. I've been fortunate enough to see every episode of the new series of True Detective starring Jodie Foster, um, and it is bloody job smacking. So freaking good. It's uh, on cool, 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 cool. and on Fox okay. Showcase. This is an anthology series, so while they are individual tales each season. There are some deep connections between this season and season one. Check that out. Really, really good. It is a great, great story. Um, I watched Fargo season five on SBS, John Hand, Juno Temple. It was really good. I loved it to bits. A great drama series on Apple TV Plus called Criminal Records starring Peter Capaldi and Kush Jumbo. And it is brilliant TV. Uh, excellent procedural come power versus power. British cops, British detectives, it's really, really freaky good. Prosper on Stan, that's played out with um, Richard oh, Roxburgh and uh, Rebecca Gibney. Gibney? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really. It is yeah. like Succession yeah. is not about the Murdochs. Prosper is not about Hillsong, if you'll take that comparison. It is really, right really good. I enjoyed it, though it did miss. I want to see this. It did this. miss for mine, not having someone who had been connected into the evangelical church writing for the show. There was just, because I'm someone who comes out of the Jesus freak thing, I see and hear the stuff they put in there and it just felt forced and not true to the environment, but you've got to tell an authentic story and blah, blah, blah. It was fine. Yes, Robbo? So Succession did have someone from no, the Murdoch. Succession is, in that, I didn't know that. is Succession is not about the Murdoch family. No, and no, I know that. But do they have someone in all about the Murdochs and all of yeah. those sorts of things? So yeah, 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 right, right. Take, gotcha, take gotcha. that for what it's worth. Um, I watched the <laughs> second season of Love on the Spectrum US on Netflix and cried my heart out. It is so beautiful. I love it to bits. It's a great series. Any Love on the Spectrums are, are phenomenal. Um, Palm Royale, which is a new series coming to Apple TV Plus in March, starring Chris, Kristen Wiig. It's incredible. It's so funny. It is so sharp. It's a little bit Love like um, no. the you know the the Why Women Murder series that popped up on SBS. Um, oh, yeah, I love it's that, that kind of vein. Set in nineteen fifties Florida, very upper echelon. It, it's pretty darn great. You'd get into that, I'd say. I've watched every episode of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which is on Prime Video. The Glover, uh, uh, yeah, Donald, Donald Glover, Maya Erskine version of Mr. and Mrs. Fear, uh, you know, the Smith, the the 
film made famous by Brad Pitt. Is Donald Pitt Glover overrated? No, mm-hmm. not by a long shot. He's really well, fucking well, good. But He's outside amazing. of community, what's he done that's been a success? Everyone goes on about him. He wrote a couple of episodes of 30 Rock. He starred in a four-episode series, a four-season series uh, called Atlanta that is freaking amazing. He's also a very incredible musician. musician. As childish. Yeah, yeah. And Mr. and Mrs. Smith. He's also, he's also hot. Yeah. He does all right. Is he in Box Office Raw, though? Um, yes. And I would say to I you... I don't remember Atlanta screen, being one of sorry, the biggest sorry. shows of the year. What's it? What's a box office nowadays? It's who's Who cares? to watch show, right? Streaming. And, and I'm going to tell you... Streaming numbers, all that kind of based stuff. Based off mate. the performance uh, yeah. in... And writing. He also wrote half of the series of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's brilliant. Like, there's almost an entire episode talented. where you see... I love him. Mr. and Mrs. Smith go to couples therapy. And it is I want so smart, me. so intelligent, really, really well written. <laughs> I'm just going to throw in two ones that I'm going to tell you to give a very wide Good, because you've just got over a minute. Right. Um, these are two shows that I watched the entire series of that if you waste more than a minute on them, you don't listen to me. You may love them. Fine, get it. <gasps> oh, this is a downlock. Downlock. This is downlock. Downlocks. Oh, no. Who, this one I want. Here we go. One, go. Downlocks. The new go. Nicole Kidman series, Expats, on Prime Video, is a stinking heap of shit. It started Damn-lock. so Damn-lock. strong and then it ended so poorly disappointing plus um the other one is on paramount plus it's called paper dolls it promised so much and <gasps> delivered wanna, so little so little oh, and left the story so much unresolved and actually went to places where there was so many big ripe juicy bits of fruit they could have gone to and instead they bent over and picked, picked up a bit of bark it was smelly steaming oh crap. that's disappointing it was horrendous Mm. Would you say that it was poison? I would say that it was poison. <laughs> Malk, thank you very much. You kept to your eight minutes and you did very, very well. And that brings us to the end of our first proper episode back, even though this is episode two of season nine. Um, thank you for your company. Don't forget, go to tvblackbox.com.au. It's where people in the industry get their news. Malk, Abby and Robbo, thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.